Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, March 8th, 2000, and that uh, was it, 2021. 2021, what's going on? How are you? How's things going with you guys? Is everything okay in your neck of the woods? I hope so. The woods, Tiger Woods, is he doing better? That fucking guy, man, he gets in an SUV, I'll tell you, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, he could have some broad chasing him down the street. He could be looking at his phone. All of a sudden, he's doing some fucking evil Knievel shit. I hope he's all right. Sorry, I'm getting settled in here. Settled in. Settling in. Um, old Billy Freckles has been fucking straight edge sober for like a week. For like a week. Old Billy Mundane. Old Billy left with his thoughts, just taking life in the fucking face every, every day. Every day, every day of the year. March. I didn't take no drugs. Um, yeah, it's actually, you know, it's not bad. I, I, I tried to eat vegetarian this whole week, plant-based, just to see what it would do. I just kind of, you know, I went hard last weekend, you know. So I was like, all right, let me see what all these fucking, you know, people are talking about. All those people on the internet, right? cardio burn fat no right all these fucking look at me i'm fucking shredded and all i eat is lettuce look at me i fucking don't need to take naps because i eat a fucking you know a goddamn moose every week i don't know what to believe anymore no idea so i'm like all right i'll try this shit so i've been doing the uh the protein bowls that some people call buddha bowls and i'm gonna like preemptive preemptively get offended on behalf of of Buddhist people, because that's what white people like to do now, get offended for other groups of people. So when the shit hits the fan, it doesn't come on them. They don't really do anything to help out those people. They just act like they're fucking appalled, and then they go back to their fucking life, right? Isn't that how, that's how it works, right? Oh, my God. Wasn't that a little tone deaf? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you inside your garrison colonial. Um, oh, God, speaking of garrison colonials, oh, Jesus. All right, I got another repair coming on the house. I don't give a fuck at this point. I'm just going to become this insane person that's just constantly repairing their house. That's what it is. It's really what it is. So um, the shit hit the fan. No pun intended. We got the sewer. The sewer. Uh, Our sewer line is like the original one that they put in, you know, back when Babe Ruth was still on the Yankees. And I'm not even joking. So back then they were cast iron, which is the shit. Um, but they put them together in sections. What happens over the years with earthquakes and the house settling and all that, um, a space starts to develop between those uh, where the the cast iron pipes are connected, and then you get tree roots in there that are like, you know, those people that used to be behind the backboard during a foul shot. Yeah, except the ball trying to go through the hoop is now your shit trying to leave your property. And going into the main sewer pipe and going where it belongs, which is in the ocean, right? I think that's what we've, what we've all decided. That's where everything belongs that we don't want to look at. Put litter in its place. Put it in a barrel that gets picked up by a truck that then dumps it in the ocean. Why should you have to look at what the fuck, the mess you made, you know? Let some porpoise look at it. <laughs> Can you imagine if fish could talk and actually fucking 
breathe on land like an amphibian. Well, maybe the maybe maybe frogs, like that frog on Bugs Bunny, could kind of let us know what's up about all of this shit. Um, I don't know. It's fucking insane to me. My my wife was telling me yesterday. She showed me this picture of uh, a friend of hers or something, and they had like this birthday party for their kid. And like, I swear to, I call this sort of the Instagram Kardashian effect. Like the way people have like parties for their kids. I mean, it looked like a fucking movie. Like whatever the theme is, it's like a movie set. You know, like, oh, you know, my my kid's really into fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. And they'll have like a giant styrofoam ball, like rolling down the fucking driveway. And the kids have to run away if there's like horses and shit and like, you know, all of this shit, and all I just look at it, I'm just like, well, when the party ends, what do you do with all that shit? Yeah, you had to make it for it, and now you just throw it out. I mean, when I was a fucking kid, you just there was a cake, right? Cake, stupid hats, and then that was it. You got some fucking stretch arm, a stretch Armstrong. You know, stretch Armstrong. All the stretch, ninety percent of the stretch arms, Armstrongs are probably in the ocean right now, in the ground somewhere. You know, some fucking flounder thinks it's a starfish and he bites into it. Then he's got that rubber in him, right? And then someday, you know, you go to have flounder because you're a a pescatarian and you think you're fucking eating healthy and you're actually eating the head off your fucking, you know, your uncle's Stretch Armstrong from way back in the day. It's all connected, everybody. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about here. So anyway, yeah, so I've been, what am I talking about? I've been sober here. Like nothing. I mean, I'm literally talking like no cigars, no little fucking one hitter, no fucking, you know, eating a little weed, nothing. No booze, no nothing. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Okay. I'll tell you something right now. If life is moving by too fast, like where is the time going? I have a great idea for you to, to, to for a solution. Just... Be stone sober. Because right now, it feels to me like it's like March 15th, 16th, and it's only the 8th. It's like you remember everything. (laughs) I will tell you, though, I am sleeping better, though. Um, You know, I fucking... Last, last like two, three nights, I got really, really good sleep. And then I'm also taking naps in the afternoon, which is uh, another good one. I guess all of that shit's good for your brain. And I'm already becoming like forgetful Freddy. So I heard like with Alzheimer's and dementia and shit, it's good to get rest. And then, oh, I felt I went down one of those stupid fucking rabbit holes. And I knew it was a rabbit hole and I still did it. And this guy, he's a scientist. He worked at NASA and he discovered some foods that help your short-term memory, and he discovered that cheese was bad for it. And in the next hour, I'm going to show you. And you're just sitting there. Okay, show me. And he just keeps talking. And what I've discovered, it will blow your mind. I'm going to show you four simple steps. Just fucking show me, you lab coat-wearing cunt. And they never do. And I stayed on the fucking thing for like, I swear to God, I'm like, I, it became like a mission. Like you ever call up the cable company back in the day or you order the fight and it doesn't fucking come in or some shit and, and just, you know, they put you on hold for so long, you're just like, you know what? I ain't fucking leaving. 
And then what ends up happening? 40, 40 minutes later, somebody just goes, hello, Time Warner. You're like, yeah, hey. And they're like, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Click. Then you, you set your phone down and you got to walk away all the way to the other side of the room. You face the wall like you're in that fucking witch movie from back in the day. The fuck was the name of that movie? Which is Eastwick. What the fuck was it called? The Blair Witch, right? You stand in the corner like you're in the Blair Witch. You grab a throw pillow. You put it over your face. And then you scream. I know you fucking heard me! I know you fucking heard me. And then you start, you replay that hello, hello, and then the click, and you start putting a face to the hello. And then you fantasize about finding out where they live, driving over to their house, being like, hey, hey, can you, can you hear me now? And you know they know. If you say, if somebody works for the fucking, one of those fucking companies where you, you fucking answer phones, if you walk up to them and go, hey, can you hear me now? They know. They're like, oh, fuck. I mean, I hung up on so many people. I don't remember this guy, but I definitely hung up on this guy. How the fuck did he find me? They're taking him by the back of their head and what does, what does, what does off the hood of a fucking car. Next time I call you, you're going to fucking answer. And you're gonna take my fucking call. Maybe I take it too personal. I don't know. Um, anyway. What the fuck was I talking about? Yeah, so now I got all this digging up my fucking front yard and shit. It's amazing. It was kind of amazing to see something that's been buried for almost a hundred years and for them to take it out of the ground. I was thinking about the people that put it in, you know, all the people that lived in this house and took a shit. <laughs> I mean, it's history, right? Don't, don't they do that shit a lot? Don't they always, like, they find something, you know, or whatever, they bury, they bury something, and then years later, we're going to dig it up. I remember one, one time they had this car from the 1950s, this beautiful car. It was brand new, and they buried it, and they were like, 50 years later, we're going to dig this up. And they put all this time capsule shit in there. And uh, unfortunately, when they went to dig it up, somehow, whatever they had sealed it in, there was a leak in water from raining and shit got in. The car was all corroded and fucking rotted out. Sort of a big disappointment, but it was still kind of cool. Um, so anyway, since they put in the cast iron shit pipe, they now have one, just basically one long one now. So there's no way for the tree roots to get in it. Which means if we don't destroy ourselves a hundred years from now, you know, someone will be shitting in this house off of my dollar. Okay? And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to haunt those fucking people. The amount of fucking money I put into this house, I got to do something hanging around. Okay? I'm fucking hanging around. Then they're going to have to get some fucking four foot eleven little fat chick to come in who somehow can talk to the dead, right? And they'll have a little seance. 
they'll try and contact me. You know, what's his deal? Was he murdered in this house? Was he molested? What happened? Oh, no, he's a disc. He's the guy that fixed all the plumbing. He's a disgruntled former owner. And he didn't feel he lived long enough for the amount of money. He was, he was, up, down, up still, he was upside down in the house when he died. And he said he's going to stay here until he gets his fucking money back. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've been making these uh, protein bowls. Um, and I got to be honest with you. After about two and a half days, I'm like, I don't think I can fucking eat another sweet potato with some sauerkraut and some chopped up ca- cabbage and fucking lettuce. Like, I don't know how these fucking vegetarians do it. I understand why a lot of them are fat. Because you just sit there and you're eating. I, I, you know what? I, I know what it is. It's actually, it's difficult. to. You're learning a whole new way of cooking. And speaking of which, you know what I should do is I should watch Jason Lawhead's, um, I think it was, what is it called? Eat With Me? I don't know what it is. Eat With, oh, it says, it, yeah, it's like Eat With Meat, but he cuts off the AT. So it's Eat With Me. And he comes up with all these amazing, but he's an incredible, incredible cook. So maybe I'll watch a little bit of that. I need something with a little bit of zip. So anyway, basically, I, uh, I had one Italian sandwich on Wednesday. I ate veggie all day Wednesday except for that. And then Monday, Tuesday I did. And Thursday, Friday, all of Saturday. And then at night, they start to open up restaurants out here. So, you know, which is great. Everybody wore the mask. You know what I mean? We're sitting far enough away so you can take them off. You can eat them. It gets weird when the waiter comes over because now it's like, well, I don't want to breathe on you. But whatever. Um, so um, I ordered... Uh, what I got? I got the chicken parmesan. I had a fucking rice ball and all this shit. It was fucking delicious, right? And uh, but I got to tell you, afterwards, I felt like I ate a fucking football helmet. And the food was delicious. It had nothing to do with that. It's just, it's just a completely different kind of feeling. Um, and it was kind of making me feel like, all right, so maybe our vegetarians, right? Because you never feel that way after a vegetarian. That oh. Oh, that fucking feeling. But then it could also be like, well, Bill, you ate way too much. Because there's something about whenever you order a chicken parmesan, like those Italians, they try to kill you with it. You know, they're not just going to give you like a, a protein the size of your palm. They give you a protein the size of your chest. Um, and I was taught not to ra- uh, waste food, dude. So I fucking tried to eat the whole thing. And I sh- that's probably what it was. I probably just ate too much. I have no fucking idea, but uh, I have I dropped a couple of pounds. Um, we'll see. I'm just going to do it for, for the month of March. I'm just going to do it, and I'm just going to see how I feel afterwards. But I got to be honest. Any, if there's any vegetarian, vegan people, if you can help me out, if you got a decent recipe, something that's a little exciting. And you know what's funny? Exciting really is, because this really isn't like a vegetarian versus eating meat thing. It's really that I cut out all sugar and salt. And that's sugar and salt. That's really the excitement of eating. That Those two are the life of the party. Who's kidding who? You know what I mean? Because if you eat unseasoned meat, that is as fucking bland an experience, you know, as eating vegetarian. 
but like, you know, you got to throw some butter in there. Like that, that's, that's, those are the people. Like you're having a house party. Who are we inviting, right? You got to have a couple of fucking nerds in case somebody wants to talk about whatever, right? But then you need your party animals and that's the sugar, the salt, the butter. Oh, that's the flavor, right? All of that shit. Well, when you cut all of that out, you cut all of that out and you're not boozing. You know, I just realized, I'm I, I just kind of starting to realize how fucking crazy I sound right now. Like I'm fucking, uh, I am on the cutting edge of boredom right now. <laughs> I mean, thank God this weekend, I did three shows Friday night. I felt like it was back in the day when I was in New York and I had to drive around and do spots. I did one out in Santa Monica. And then I did, uh, I did two right here and then... Um, L.A., and uh, I guess Santa Monica is L.A. I don't know how it works out here. Uh, more towards, like, Hollywood, right? And I had such a fucking great time. Such a great time fucking with people. And, you know, I got to tell you, though, for other comedians listening to this, I like this new generation of young people, the generation that's right after millennials. I mean, the millennials, they just got hit with a hailstorm of shit. I think they, they're going to be in therapy, not working out shit about their parents. It's about like, why the fuck did we have to behave that way when we were young? You know? Everybody fucking had their fun. Baby boomers, right? Generation X. Whoever fuck came after that. Everybody seemed to have a good time. And then we were supposed to be like, I don't know what. You know? But now, like, I don't know. I'm just sitting there looking at it like the young kids and shit. It's like the drugs are fun. Everybody knows like heroin and fucking coke. Or, I'm not saying people don't do that, but they got a lot of like sort of like, you know, mushrooms, fucking, what is it? I don't know what the, I don't know anything about drugs, but I'm just, it just seemed, yeah, you take mushrooms, man. You kind of figure some shit out about yourself, which is what happened to me. That's not what drugs were like when I was a kid, even though mushrooms were around, but I don't, I don't know. There, there wasn't all this information about it. And then they, they got a lot of like, I, I'm starting to like some of that. I like that, uh, that vibe music where there's like, whatever it is, where there's no, uh, there's no lyrics and it's just sort of this chill sort of vibe. So if anybody's got some good vegetarian things and they got some good vibe music, I would fucking love to listen to it. Oh, speaking of that, um, Somebody sent me some albums. I got some albums here sitting right on top of my fucking stereo that I'm going to be listening to, um, listening to some music. Stone Sober, like I used to when I was a member of the Columbia Records and Tapes Club way back in the day. And I forgot to fill out the form, and they sent me the Pat Benatar, you know, cassette tape for like $11.99. And not only that, the cheap fucks, the cheap fucks, they, I didn't even get the full album cover on it. They gave me the one that has the white. Remember when they do the cheap, like, white things on the side and then the, the where when you would stand it up, it also was white with those red or pink lines. You remember that shit? Those cheap fucks? Couldn't get, like, the real album. I hated that shit. So, um... We are young! Heartache to heartache. We're stand. Um, it's a good album. Uh... Because you know what? Love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. I think she said it best. And we should, she used to play with a room full of blues, too. 
that horn section from down in Rhode Island. I think Providence or something like that. Some good shit. Um, you know, I was worried that I wasn't going to have a lot of shit to talk about. Turns out I do. Um, let's talk about Tom Wilson's hit on Brandon Carlo. Suspended for seven games. I told you, I mean, I was sitting there going, Trent Frederick, it looks like he's going to have a little fucking dance card night there with Tom Wilson. And they did fight. Didn't quite get going. Wilson's a maniac. I mean, uh, uh, Frederick's a maniac. Reminds me of Terry O'Reilly in that Terry would fight anybody. And uh, I remember Fred Cusick used to be, he'd be, he said he'd be the best fighter in the league if he could just stand up. Terry O'Reilly used to swing from his fucking skates. He was literally trying to knock your fucking head off. He was one of the toughest guys I've ever seen. And anyway, um, yeah, that hit on, on Brandon Carlo was fucking brutal. I mean, it was just... And what's really interesting, too, is to listen to the Bruins feed and then listen to the Washington feed. You know, our announcers are going fucking nuts. Because there was no... There was weird. Like, there was no... Uh, they didn't call a penalty on it. And... Uh, you know, he had this back to the guy or whatever. He fucking comes in. He fucking, the guy's six five. He still hit him in the fucking head. So, I mean, how do you do that, right? Unless you're fucking six five too, which Tom Wilson isn't, right? Not saying he's a small guy, but, uh, but you know, shit like that happens. It happens in the game. You know, if you're going to have teams play each other back to back, they start getting fucking annoyed. And, um, you know, the only thing that really bugged me was that there was no uh, no penalty on it. Uh, but we still won the fucking game. But, uh, but I heard Brand Carlos doing better. And um, as much as I want to get pissed about the fucking hit, you know, throughout the history of the Bruins, we've done shit like that too. It's fucking hockey. It happens. But the Washington announcers, it was hilarious. I get it. They work for the Capitals. But one of the, the color guys going, I mean, it kind of looked like a glove to the face. <laughs> Is that what it looked like? Um, but I get it. I get all of that shit. And I'm not going to sit there and fucking whine about it. But uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. So now we got this great rivalry. It was funny. Like the story, they kept trying to make the story that, oh, Chara, we love Chara and he's back. And then just these back-to-back -back games and the fact that the uh, Capitals are the top dogs out there, um, you know, it's it's created this great rivalry, you know, and if I'm going to be honest, you know, Trent Frederick was stirring shit up the game before. He was going after uh, Ovechkin. And, uh, you know, and then it's up to the refs to kind of sort it out. Or back in the day, you had a couple of fucking enforcers and they'd go out there and they would fucking handle it. But they, they've gotten rid of that job, sort of. So... You know, these other guys kind of pay the price. But I have to tell you, you know, of all the bullshit out there, you know, whatever, fucking Ovechkin spears one of our guys in the balls. I mean, you know, we've done that. That used to be Lucic's move for like fucking three weeks he was doing that. So, I mean, we've done it too. But um, the hits to the head, man, those are the ones, especially now with all the information out there of like what that can do to you later on in life, affect literally be short-tempered around your kids. It would have been nicer if he found a different way to be a little bit of a fucking cunty bastard. But like I said, I mean, I'm not going to fucking sit here and whine about this shit. But, uh, but anyway, if you're new to hockey or whatever, next time Bruins play the Capitals, that'd be a fun one to watch. Just putting it out there. Um, what else? Oh, I did my, I went to my first award show today. 
uh, at the Critics' Choice Awards. I got to do it from my house, which was great. Uh, it was fucking surreal. I was just sitting there watching it. You know, they put you in on the feed. Uh, this movie I was in with Pete Davidson was called The King of Staten Island. Um, had all these amazing people in it that I got to work with. And uh, so anyways, they were, the movie itself was nominated for Best uh, Comedy. So uh, Judd Apatow couldn't make it, so I, w- I was going to be there accepting it on behalf of him if we won. So I was like, all right. So they said, you know, it was a black tie event, so I broke out the New Year's Eve suit, the white suit, black shirt, black tie. Thank God I did. I was happy that I dressed up because I was thinking, like, am I really going to get dressed up in my own house? And then Donald Sutherland won something. How do you not love Donald Sutherland? I've been watching that guy since Kelly's Heroes, right? And he was... He had on a tuxedo white shirt with the with the black bow tie. It's like there you go, old school class guy. I'm glad I dressed up. So um, I don't. I gotta tell you, I can't believe how fucking nervous I was. All of a sudden, uh, Morgan Freeman is introing it, and then they they cut to all of the feeds. Um, and all of a sudden, I see myself up there with all these people man it was fucking crazy and then he, and the winner is and i got all nervous going like not us not us not us and uh was it palm springs or palm desert what the, the andy Sam- let me get the right name of the movie i'm the fucking worst the andy sandberg one which i heard is great andy Sand, andy andy sandberg remember that the roast sandberg palm what the fuck is it palm springs okay i had it right the first time yeah so they won and they won, my first thought was like, thank God, because now I don't have to talk. Because I was so freaking out. I was like, I, I, I wrote everybody's name in the fucking cast down on a piece of paper. You know, Universal, all of this shit. I had it all fucking written out. And, um, and then that's it. And then and Andy wins Palm Springs, and then he does his acceptance thing, and then they go, okay, you can go now. It's crazy. It was like the best way to ever do an award show. You do it at home. Uh, they, they go, okay, you know, sign in at 4.50. And then like 10 minutes later, they, they read our category, you know, and, you know, you win or lose. The, whoever wins does the acceptance speech and then they go, okay, thanks a lot. And then you, get, then you get to leave and then you don't have to go home. So it was kind of fucking awesome, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was fucking nervous as shit. And then afterwards, I was a little bummed out that we didn't win. Not that I thought we should have won. I'm not, I'm not shitting on anybody that way. I was just kind of like, I was like, ah, I kind of got into that. Who know? Look at both Billy's going to Hollywood. Um, I got to go buy a swan dress for my next one. I told my wife I'm wearing the same suit for everything. And she goes, no, you're not. That's not a good look. I go, it's a great look. It's a great look and it's a cheap look because I have to fucking replace the fucking drainage system in the front yard. Once again. Once again. It never ends. It never. Every time you think, every time you think you got it all and you think you got it all fixed. Second, you think it got it all fixed. Oh, fucking uh, slow Joe Biden. You see that? Ramping up the war machine, right? All of a sudden, no, oh, the Taliban's fucking ba 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 da boo da boo Yep. Fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, they wouldn't give us Bernie. They didn't want Bernie because Bernie was going to try and shut this shit down. That's why. And they didn't want Trump because he wasn't playing fucking ball. So what do they do? They get a fucking another warmonger just going to keep it going. Jesus fucking Christ. 
acting like we give a shit about what's happening. We don't. We don't. We don't even this fuck. We don't even give a fuck about our own people. Look at that living out in the street in fucking tents. All right, I'm done. I'm done fucking preaching here. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, let's get to some of the reads here for the week. Um, oh, here we go. Live reads. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Look who it is. Policy genius. Uh, spring is springing as we speak. Is it? Is it me or is am I crazy? People back me up. Hey, this guy knows what he's talking. What I'm talking about. I know what you're thinking. Sorry, just had to get all those '80s setups out of my fucking brain here. Spring keeps happening earlier. Like we're, we're fucking moving the clocks forward in like March. That shit used to happen in April. It used to go from fucking October to April. Let me see something. Daylight savings time. Daylight savings date keeps moving up. Why is there daylight savings time? Why does daylight savings time keep changing? Let's see. Why is there daylight? It was not the farm thing. Daylight savings time in the United States is the practice of setting the clock forward by one hour when there is longer daylight during the day so that evenings have more daylight and mornings have less. The Uniform Time Act of 1966 established the system of uniform daylight savings throughout the United States. But why? Um, that's hilarious. Ohio clock in the U.S. Capitol building. They got like three of the oldest white, four of the oldest white guys ever. Um, daylight savings time in the U.S. Why? Where is it? 1916 to 66, early consistent use during World War I in an effort to conserve fuel. Germany began to observe daylight savings time. The Germans, I'm telling you, man, they're not good with people. They're great with machines. On May 1st, 1916, the rest of Europe soon followed. The plan was not adopted in the United States until the Standard Act time of March 19th, 1918. So this came from Germany. Uh, which conf- we can work longer. Uh, which confirmed the existing... Standard time zone system and set uh, daylight savings time to begin on March 31st and reverting on October 27th. The idea was unpopular, especially with farmers. In fact, daylight savings times meant that they had less time in the morning to get their milk and harvest their crops to the market. Well, why did those fucking dopes just wake up earlier? Um, if they had the internet, they would have done it. Back then, they would be like, daylight savings time is a fucking conspiracy. Uh, Congress abolished daylight savings time after the war, overriding President Woodrow Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah, the old Federal Reserve Act. Overriding President Woodrow Wilson's veto. Daylight savings time became a local option. New York City continued to observe a metropolitan daylight savings time while rural ar- areas outside the city did not. So it started to conserve fuel. All right. Okay, but why does it keep moving up? Um, why does daylight savings time keep moving up? The nominal reason for daylight savings time has been to save energy. Okay. More states moving to keep daylight savings time permanent. Oh, that blows. Why would you do that? I like, I like that in the fall when all of a sudden it gets dark out. The football games are dark. I like things to stay the way they were. Um, 
You know what's the amazing thing about getting older? Watching things change, and I'm coming to the end of me freaking out. Oh, the NBA's not the way it used to be. I'm coming to the end of all of this, and I'm kind of getting into the fact that no one cares what I think because I'm too old. <laughs> Advertisers don't care. All they want to do is sell me drugs to clean out my fucking prostate or uh, make my brain have less plaque or whatever. They don't give a fuck. I mean... And the thing about it is, is when people, when universally people stop giving a fuck about what you say, you can then say whatever you want. Yeah, your boobs are hanging out, you know? Oh, grandpa, like nobody cares. Can't be in your 20s and be like, hey, your boobs are hanging out. Cancel him. All right, policy genius. Spring is springing as we speak, and it's the perfect reminder to... Quite literally, get your house in order. Yeah, like Easter keeps moving up. I'm never going to get through this copy. Uh, why not get a head start? Like, why is Good Friday like always on a different fucking day? Like, do, do they have the date where they fucking whack this guy or what? Uh, Valentine's Day is always on the 14th, right? Uh, why not get a head start by revisiting your home and auto insurance with Policy Genius? They've saved reshoppers up to $1,055 per year on home and auto insurance. That's over $1,000 you could use on whatever home improvement project you've got. Oh, Jesus, this is written for me. You got your eye on. Here's how to get started. First, head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Uh, the policy, then Policy Genius takes it from there. They compare rates from over uh, Americans, America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. Um, that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five star rating across over thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So while you're gearing up for spring cleaning, don't forget to dust off your home and auto insurance policies with Policy Genius. Reshop your rates. And you could save up to $1,055. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. All right. Oh, look who it is. It's old Zip. You know, finding a great candidate to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Isn't it time to fucking, you know... Isn't it time to fucking update that thing? It's, it's like trying to find an all-black cell phone, right? In a dark room uh, on a black leather couch. Oh, sorry, whatever. it needs work. Uh, sure, you can, find, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. Yeah, who's in everybody's quarantine? Who the fuck's going to see it? Which is why you should try Zip. For free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. ZipRecruiter does the work for you. When you post a job on Zip Recruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 job sites with one click. Then Zip, uh, matching matching ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and activity invites them to apply. You get qualified candidates fast. So, while other services may overwhelm you with applications to sift through, ZipRecruiter finds, finds you what you're looking for, the needle in the haystack, all right? The, 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 the cell phone, 
the dark colored cell phone in a poorly lit room sitting on a dark colored backpack. Damn it! I can't come up with the analogy. Can you guys, hey, here's your homework for this week. Find a needle in a haystack. I want to hear the up, updated version of that. Um, in fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. I want to talk to that one who doesn't. Oh, my God, I found the best person. So did I. So did I. So did I. Jesus Christ, this fucking shit show came by. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's Zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. B-U-R-R. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. Recruiter. The smartest way to hire. All right, last one. Stamps.com, everybody. Oh, I like when they do it conversational. Let's face it, everybody. Taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time. That's why I recommend mailing and shipping online at Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your own computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from the United States Postal Service and the United Parcel Service, a.k.a. USPS and UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of dollars, thousands of hours, and tons of money. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Stamps.com is a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Um, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print out U.S. postage. 24-7 24-7 for any letter. I got the hiccups. Ugh. Any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. How the fuck do you get the hiccups out, out of nowhere? I wasn't eating. Oh, there we go. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With stamps.com, you get discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off U.S. postal rates. Uh, Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder one million businesses already use Stamps.com. Stop wasting time. Go to go to the post. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code Burr B U R R, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com promo code. Burr. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right. Let's get into the questions here for the week, shall we? Shall we get to the questions for the week? All right. Cheers. Oh, I got a plug here. Uh, anything? Uh, there's a new episode of Anything Better. New episodes come out every Saturday morning. It's me shooting the shit with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi is about ready to blow up as a fucking comedian, traveling comedian, if we can ever get past this fucking virus. I'm telling you, go see that guy live. He's been doing some some scattered dates here and there uh, during this pandemic. All right. Cheers from Morocco. Dear Bill, thank you for all your podcasts, specials, and everything. Cheers from Morocco. Best regards. Look at that, Morocco. You played it for her, you can play it for me. Right? Isn't Casablanca in Morocco? Is it? Is it? Let me tell you that time I took my wife to go see uh, Casablanca because she had never seen it. 
so I take her to see it, and it's, uh, yeah, Casablanca, right? It is there, okay. Um, so I take her to see this shit, and it turns out where we go to see it in downtown L.A., I thought it was going to be in this amazing movie theater. We showed up, and it was like the L.A. Symphony playing all the music live while you watch the movie. Okay? Fucking scored that day. That was the, that was the greatest accidental accidental romantic thing I did. And the dumbest thing was I was like, I didn't know they were going to do this. So I lost all credit. All right, Dr. Strangelove, country song. Hey, Billy Mushroom Dick. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hey, man, uh, on the podcast for March 1st, you mentioned that you watched Dr. Strangelove and proceeded to do the Peter Sellers voice from the movie. Uh, anyway, I was wondering if you heard of the song Oki from Muskoki. Yeah, by Merle Haggard. I have. The dude sings the entire song in the Dr. Strange Love voice, and I find it hilarious. Just a heads up, the singer does mention disapproval of recreational LSD use. Sorry if that triggers you. <laughs> that contradicts your truth, man. Ah, you guys are fucking some funny sons of bitches, aren't you? Huh? Trying to take my job? All right, translation. Burrito gringo. Uh, all right. Hello, Billy Babushka Balls, longtime listener here. My name is Fernando. Now, how do you know Babushka? I thought Babushka was like Eastern European for like a fucking old lady. Your name's Fernando. Um, anyway, you ask, you ask, well, you ask any of your Mexican listeners to help you translate. I am a son of a bitch gringo breeder eater. I didn't say that. I said I'm a, I'm a burrito eating son of a bitch. Isn't that what it was? Um, anyway, now I am Peru now I am Peruvian, but I've been called a Mexican before. <laughs> to answer your question, that translate to yo soy, that means I am, yo soy on on hijo de puta, puta. Work with enough Latin fucking comedians to know that that's, uh, that's bitch, isn't it? Yo soy on hijo de puta gringo con burrito. Stay great. And go fuck yourself. I wonder what happened if I said that in Mexico. They said, can I help you? I said, I am a fucking, I'm a gringo, I'm a fucking gringo burrito-eating son of a bitch. Oh, this Peruvian guy, he said, I am a son of a bitch gringo burrito eater. Yeah, I think you're doing the literal translation from your language. Like, like in like French, they'll say the car yellow where we say the yellow car, how it translates. I think you're doing it that way. I don't know. All right. Hope this is where to complain. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hey, huge fan. I'll cut to the chase. I'm in a pickle, but not really because I don't really give a fuck. Okay. This is a very zen way of looking at your problem. I like this guy or lady. Um, I own a home in, an, in a HOA community. What's a HOA? H-O-A? A lot of prostitutes walking the block there. Sorry. I don't understand what I'm really paying HOA for. All right. What the fuck is that shit? Is that something else I need to know? HOA meaning. Homeowner Association. Homeowner Association is an organization in a subdivision planned community. Oh, God. That sounds like a bunch of douchebags. You know, you buy a house and you still have to go to meetings. The fucking lady across the street can make you decisions on your gutters. Is that what's going on? You know, I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hate the sound of that. Anyways, I don't understand what I'm really paying HOA for. 
so I cussed them out in a mail letter. Our neighborhood isn't gated. Break-ins happen regularly, and we had a shooting not long ago. Yeah, and then there isn't much on their part that they do for us other than driving around and from the comfort of their own car, they snap pics and send them in the mail with a fine. Oh, they fine you? So I spoke my mind in a colorful manner. Next thing I know, all the neighbors are looking at me like I'm a sex offender. The only thing that's bothering me about that is that the letter wasn't meant for any of them cunts and they shouldn't get their panties in a bunch. I'm just sick and tired of paying for shit that does nothing for me. So I should, so should I play ball and bow down or should I continue to not give a fuck? And if you tell me to give a fuck, uh, it'll be a long time till I do there, Billy. P.S. It makes me comfortable when I hear you say, let's get to the reads here. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Um, no, dude, I think you should just be yourself. And next time somebody gives you a look, just be like, what? Was it because of the fucking letter? There's a fucking robbery down. Just say what you just said. What are you paying for? That false sense of fucking security? Um, I stand by it. It's your fucking house. You're not in a gated community. What the fuck am I paying for? What happens if you stop paying for it? They can't take your house. Fuck them. That's a, that's a fucking crazy movie right there. And then you rebel, and then they, 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 they worry that they're going to lose the locker room. So then all the, everybody in the HOA plans how they're going to fucking kill you. Um, all right. Weird-ass fucking girl asks me out. All right. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Okay, so I'm currently working at Walmart as a cart pusher for about three weeks. God bless you. Um, I don't think I've ever met a cart pusher that works at Walmart. You always see him. See him all the time, but do you ever know him? Do you ever take your time to talk to him? Oh my God, I can't, be, I can't imagine the fucking stories. You know what you should do after this job? You should become a fucking writer. I can't imagine what you've seen. All right, today there was a new girl who was working as a greeter. <laughs> Dude, Amazon has everybody shook. We got to make the store experience more, more exciting. I go to Amazon, but nobody says hi. Uh, she counts the people going in and greets them. Oh, so there's some big brother shit going on. All I did was introduce myself and talk with her a bit about my job. That's all. Yeah, but dude, you're pushing those carts, man. You're getting buff. She's, she's liking what she's seeing. All of a sudden, she asked me if she can go outside and hang out while I'm pushing carts. Out of nowhere, she asked me if I'm in love with someone else, asked me if I'm in love with her, Grabs my hand. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Ask me if I can dance with her. Ask me if I can take her home and ask me if I wanted to go on a date tomorrow. Wait, in that order? What the fuck? Oh, boy. I think she's not mentally stable. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think you should trust your gut. She doesn't look that way, though. She's pretty and has... Colored eyes. I bet she was a fucking huffer or something. She breathed in a bunch of fucking gas or something like uh, that movie I saw with Philip Seymour Hoffman called Love Liza. Uh, she's about a seven or an eight. I've never had this happen before, so all I can think of this is that she's fucking crazy and wants to fuck my life up. I would actually go on a date 
with her if she acted more normally. What do you think? Trust your gut, dude. Don't get, don't get fucking enamored by the looks. I'm currently a senior in high school and she's a sophomore. Jesus Christ, what, run away. I can write in later and update you if you want. Yes, dude, stay away from that. Stay the fuck away from that. Stay away. That is nuclear, nuclear pussy. Stay away from that. Nuclear, underage pussy, stay away, says the Monday Morning Podcast. All right, girlfriend, because you're a senior, dude. You're going to be like 17. You're probably 17, eventually going to be 18. And then what? Hey, we can't bang anymore because now, now I'm of age and you aren't? Wait, what is, you know what? It's surprisingly the age of consent in most states is like fucking 16 if you can fucking believe that, which is insane to me. Dude, just stay away. Stay away. Um, lie if you have to. All right? Just, you know, and you got to go with a big lie with somebody crazy. Tell her you're gay and just say, listen, I kind of got the hots for the manager. All right. There's just something about him, you know. There's something about the fact that he doesn't have to wear this blue apron. Just makes he's just hot to me. I don't know. Um, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Just I would just stay away, okay? She hasn't come at you with an axe. Just tell her I don't want to go out with you. All right, stand your ground. All right, and then you have to have defined boundaries. No more dancing outside. No more no more no more of that shit. You got you got to cut the head off the snake. The good thing is is this is early on in her infatuation with you. And uh, is there anybody else at work that maybe you don't like? Just to have them walk by her. Maybe she'll fucking lock onto that person. It's like, she's like the female, what about Bob? You have to get her out of your fucking world and into somebody else's. Um, but seriously, dude, I'm fucking around here. But if that, if that does escalate, uh, I'd say to go to management, but the way the narrative is out there is as a guy, you're just always wrong when it comes to women. So uh, I don't know. I would just always make sure there was a couple of shopping carts between me and her. That's what I would do. Uh, yeah, just be like, I don't like being touched. I've been diagnosed as asexual. And my dream was always to push carts here at Walmart. So if you don't mind, I'm going to get back to living my dream. All right, girlfriend won't do housework. Quick background. Uh, been with my girlfriend for about three and a half years. Love her to death. My kids, 12 and 9, digger too. We both work full-time. I work a little more full-time than her, but eh. Uh, long relationship, loving relationship, sorry. Excellent communication, supportive of each other's interests. Day-to-day, very warm and close relationship. But, he says, if she cleaned one goddamn thing around this house, I'd probably drop dead in shock. Aside from doing a load of laundry once in a while that won't get folded and put away unless I do it, I'm on my own here. I'm not some douche who thinks women's, it's the woman's job to keep the house clean. This is how guys, guys, you're literally apologizing to another guy. It's fucking, they got us all fucking scared shitless here. I do the dishes, vacuum, take out the garbage and recycling, scrub the toilets, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, buddy, I hear you. I just like it to be split up a little more or at all for that matter. I take a fucking 70-30 split at this point. You know what's the worst is when you live with a slob and they actually do the dishes and then you, you pick them up and you have to do them anyway. That, it's, that's actually worse than them not fucking doing them at all. Anyway, I asked her, because they do such a shit job. I asked her if she'd clean one bathroom six weeks ago and nothing. So I'm just not using that bathroom and letting it sit until she cleans it. I politely asked her to get 
it taken care of a couple of times in that span, but definitely not nagging her or making it a point of contention. How the hell do I get her to start cleaning? Thanks, best to you and the family, and go fuck yourself. Um, you said you guys have excellent communication, um, it, but for some reason you seem afraid to sit down with her. Supportive of each other's interests. Just tell her. Just say, listen, we're both working full time. I am exhausted. You are exhausted. We have to split up the housework. And here's the deal, dude. If you would accept 70-30, you got you to, in negotiation, you got to ask for 50-50. And that's not you being some fucking caveman. Um, it isn't. Women have fucking just gotten over on guys by just playing the victim all the time and making you feel like you're this fucking misogynistic person while they just completely, you know, do whatever the fuck they want to do. So um, a relationship is not a utopia for one person and hell for another person. That is not, that's not a functional relationship, all right? Both people take wins and losses. So, um, you know, and there's a million ways. Sit down, talk to her that way. And if she doesn't fucking do it, then I would do it myself. And then I just fucking, I would, I would just be upset with her. I'd just be like, listen, you don't respect me. This is ridiculous that like, I, I'm, you're, you're treating me like I'm your maid. I'm not. Just, you know, you got to stand your ground here. All right. Boyfriend hasn't told me he loves me. All right. Hey, Bill. Long time lady fan and listener of the podcast. Love when the ladies write in. All right. I hope you and the lovely knee and your little ones are all safe and weathering the COVID storm. I mean, it's not even a storm anymore. It just fucking is what it is. I'm a very private person and struggle to talk to friends and family about relationship issues. So I thought I would write in to your, for your advice. Oh, wait a second. You're writing in for advice? What? It's time for advice. Hey. That's me. Somebody else. All right. <clears throat> Not only did a female listener write in, but she set me up to play the only jingle I have on this. Oh, sorry. More music is playing. How do I shut it off? Okay. Um, okay. I'm very proud. Okay. Me and the boyfriend have been together for three years now. And not a day has gone by where I haven't felt blessed to have found him. He's caring, strong, hilarious, and we have a lovely balance in our relationship. The only thing that concerns me is he's never told me that he loves me. All right. Oh, he's one of the, he might be one of those guys where it's just like, well, I'm still fucking here, right? Doesn't that tell you something? The only thing uh, that concerns... Oh, I read that. Okay. To give you an idea of where we are at, he introduced me to his family, including his daughter, about a year... After about a year of us being together. Okay, this is getting weirder. We visit his mom every week, who is the kindest woman I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. That's another weird thing. If she was cold distance... All right, does he have a douche of a dad? I have met and get on well with all his friends. We have plans to buy a house within the next couple of years, and he always talks about our future together. My mom thinks he's the most wonderful man she has ever met, and everyone comments on how lovely our relationship is. I'm in my late 20s and he's in his late 40s, but the age gap has never been an issue for us. All of his actions suggest to me that he does love me. He often calls me his little love. Oh, there it is. And uses the word in various contexts, but he has never outright said, I love you. But I have this old-fashioned notion that a woman should never be able to say, be the first to say it, which is probably ridiculous. That is ridiculous. 
You know, why can't you say what you're feeling? But I'm scared that he won't say it back. What do you think, Bill? Am I silly for expecting him to have told me he loves me at this point? Oh, my God. Where is your self-esteem? You got to work on your self-esteem here. And putting the emphasis on these three words. See, this is how much it, it bothers you, that you've actually, you're trying to justify it, that it's, you're trying to, like, downplay it. Should I, should I bite the bullet and say it first, or should I just give him more time? More time? You've been together for three years. You're talking about buying a house. Don't fuck up buy a house with, with this guy unless he says it. Or should I just give him more time and let him say it when he's ready? I truly feel that we were meant for each other, and I am extremely positive about our future together, but it's, it's bothering me nonetheless. Thanks, Bill. Sorry for rambling. Look at you. Sorry for rambling. You didn't ramble. What you were doing was expressing how you feel. All right. If for some reason you've been made to feel or this is how you're wired, that you saying how you feel is somehow a burden on people. You have needs. You need to acknowledge them. And you need to sit down with them and just say, listen, you know, I know you love me. I'm assuming it. We've been together for three years. You call me a little love and everything. But I just... I need to hear that from you. you. I need to hear you say that you love me. All right? If it's something that you need, you know, I was almost going to say need a little time. You don't want to give it just, you can just ask him like, why? Okay. And then I, you know what? Something, just take the pressure off. I need to hear that. But you haven't said it. And I'm not demanding that you say it. I'm just wondering why you haven't. Okay. Just go at it with, like, you don't want to get into a fight. I just want to talk to you and just see what that does, all right? But, like, you know, being in a relationship and feeling like that you can't talk to somebody, if I was you, I would also maybe, if you got the time, maybe talk to a therapist, try to find a good one, ask around and find out why you feel like you have to apologize for wanting to hear the person that you, you want to be with say that they love you and also that you're saying sorry for rambling. You know, um, you know, I, I would look at that stuff because, you know, you sound like a really good person and you should validate what you're feeling and in a relationship. Just like that last guy, I need the woman I'm with to do half the, you know, do some of the housework. There's nothing wrong with that and it doesn't make you a fucking caveman as a guy and it doesn't make you a nag as a woman you know, you're just, you're, the last two people, what you're asking for is beyond reasonable. So that's it. You guys are beyond reasonable and I'm out of my fucking mind. That is the podcast for this Monday. Go fuck yourselves. Go Celtics, go Bruins, go fuck yourselves. And I'll check in on you on uh, Thursday. All right.